Today's episode on the birth experience with Labor Nurse Mama is all about VBACs. This is a recording from a live that I did on Instagram where I talked all about the facts and the stats and the truth about VBACs. If you don't know what a VBAC is, it's a vaginal birth after cesarean. And we are passionate about supporting moms who want to have a vaginal delivery after a cesarean. So listen in as we chat all about VBACs. We're going to talk about VBACs. So if you don't know what a VBAC is, that's a vaginal birth after cesarean. But here's the truth of the matter. A VBAC is a vaginal birth. You've not had a C-section, then go ahead and stick around because I'm going to talk about reasons that women end up in a primary cesarean or a cesarean in general. And if you guys know me at all, I get on soapboxes about this. For my moms who have had a cesarean, I want you guys to know that if you are a candidate for a vaginal birth, for a VBAC, then your risks are higher if you choose to have a repeat cesarean. Do you hear me? Now, I bet that your providers do not make you feel that way, but the risks of having a cesarean are higher than having a vaginal delivery if you're a candidate. Now, one of the things I tell my VBAC students all the time, I hate the VBAC calculator. So someone's giving you some dumbass number from a calculator that does not take your individual stats into play, then it is not worth anything. So if someone has told you that the VBAC calculator tells you you have a 40% chance of having a successful vaginal delivery, then I call bullshit. So I want you guys to absolutely forget those numbers. What makes you a candidate for a VBAC? I'm not gonna go into all of that today. However, did you know that ACOG states that 90% of women who have had a cesarean are a candidate for a VBAC? Now, if you want more information about whether or not you're a candidate, shoot me an email, info at labornursemama.com, or send us a DM, and we will answer that question for you as best we can, because we don't know your whole medical history. 90% of women, you guys, 90% of women who've had a cesarean are candidates for a vaginal delivery, for a VBAC. 60 to 80% of VBACs are successful. Now, why do we not see more VBACs? Number one, it's because of providers that don't want to do them. Go figure, I don't understand, but that's just the truth of it. So I wanna talk to my VBAC mamas right here. I wanna talk to the women who have had cesareans because I have the VBAC lab and we have been working with mamas who desire to have a VBAC. Now, can I guarantee that if you join the VBAC lab, you're gonna get a vaginal delivery? No, I can't guarantee that to my moms in calm labor either, but I can guarantee that you're not gonna go back to the OR for some dumbass reason. So that I can guarantee that you're going to be educated and empowered. So talking to my mamas who've had a cesarean, what I've found is that a lot of my students who come into the VBAC lab feel and think things like this. My body failed me. 
There's something wrong with my body. They may have been angry at their body for a while. They may have resented things about their body. And they may have even believed lies about their body. Maybe regretted that they weren't educated and didn't understand what was going on around them. Maybe didn't understand what the team was communicating to them. Or maybe the team wasn't communicating well. And they left that birth thinking, what if I had done this? What if I had done that? So the very first thing I want you guys to do, and this is why we have a whole module at the beginning of the VBAC lab, is walking through that birth trauma. So you need to walk through that birth trauma and you want to identify those triggers so that this pregnancy, you're able to embrace it and have a completely different experience. Again, whether or not you get your VBAC or you choose, you choose to have a repeat cesarean. I want you to leave this birth empowered. One of the reasons that I do weekly happy hours with my students, which is where we hang out via Zoom as a group and we chat and we talk and we support one another. The reason I started doing that is because of the VBAC lab. We offered that from the beginning with the VBAC lab. And you guys need constant support, constant reminders when those fear and negative comments and negativity coming from providers comes your way. It's really important. I want you guys right now to say out loud, my body is powerful. My body is capable. My body is able to birth this baby. Unless your body tells you otherwise, I want you guys to constantly, before your feet hit the ground, remind yourself how powerful your body is. Let's talk about some of the most common reasons for a cesarean. The three most common reasons that women end up having a cesarean, primarily with their first baby, is failure to progress. And this is where maybe you're not dilating fast enough or your labor's not progressing fast enough. What I teach my girls inside of both my birth classes is to understand when you're doing fine and baby's doing fine, don't give a crap about a timeline. So if you guys are both fine, if baby's tolerating labor, if you're fine, then your body might not be laboring according to the rules. Think about it my cycle, right? Let's just talk about periods right now, menstrual cycles. My cycle might be different than Alicia's or different than Madison's. If my body, my clock, my rhythms work differently than yours, then why should my labor progress exactly like yours? No. Again, I call bullshit. What I tell my students is we do nothing out of curiosity or convenience, all right? So I want you guys to pound that into your brain, whether you're a first-time mom or a VBAC wannabe mama. Nothing out of curiosity or convenience. None of my girls are gonna go back to the OR just because their body's not performing according to a rule. If you're fine and your baby's fine, you do not have to go back to the OR for failure to progress. And the studies show that is often misdiagnosed because here's the truth. If you are not past six centimeters, six centimeters or more, you're not actually in active labor, according to the studies. So there's no dang reason you should be taken back to the OR because you're not laboring properly. If you're three centimeters, I tell my girls all the time, if you got into your car without your keys, 
you wouldn't expect it to go. So to expect your body to labor nice and quick when it's not in active labor is kind of dumb. So again, even in active labor, you might just labor differently than your neighbor. I personally would not agree to go back to the OR unless your body has proven that it is not gonna do it. And that's very, very rare. Did you know that we have a special birth course just for our VBAC moms? The VBAC lab is a special kind of birth course, one that's meant to specifically help you get a VBAC this time around. I've packed my 15 years of labor and delivery experience into it. But more than that, I've made sure that inside you'll have everything you need to get your VBAC. So if you're ready to stop feeling overwhelmed by all the conflicting VBAC info online, plus have the ammo required to defend your VBAC choice to anyone, then the VBAC lab is waiting for you. This course truly is unlike anything else available. Check the show notes and click the link and jump inside now. So the other thing that I want you guys to think about is fetal distress. Now, fetal distress means that your baby's not tolerating labor in some form or fashion. Maybe the heart rate's dropped. You're having repetitive decelerations. The studies show to use movement and position change. If you're pushing, stop pushing, push with every other contraction before you go back to the OR. So that's something I teach my students. If baby's heart rate is dropping during labor, let's move your positions. Let's try everything before we opt to go to the OR. If you're pushing, then if you can, stop pushing. If you're unmedicated, that might be hard. However, you can do what we say is blowing out the candle. So just type of breathing to get through every other contraction, or maybe push only on every third contraction. So instead of rushing to the OR, this is why you have to be educated. The other common reason for a cesarean is a breech baby or a malpositioned baby. I have a student right now whose baby is like a little taco in her belly. So she, the baby is not moving, it's wedged. So she's opting for a cesarean. There are some providers who will do a breech delivery, but even in her case, that would be a little out of the question. Some other comments are big babies, and y'all know how I feel about big baby. I am not happy about that. I do not want you to agree to a C-section or even an induction if your diagnosis is only big baby. So that's a whole nother teaching topic. So you need to be educated to understand the process of labor, to understand what's happening around you, what's happening to you, so that you can make decisions that are not fear-based that lack of knowledge, because if we don't understand what's being said, we're going to lean into the fear factor and we don't want to make decisions during birth based on fear. Remember that this is really important. You need to know what's happening in you so that you can lean into it, so that you can work with the different stages of labor, so you can work with your body. And then you need to understand what's happening around you. What is the process of admission? What are we doing to you? What are we doing that we probably shouldn't? What is being done to you that's convenient for the staff, but not for you? What do you need to do to progress your labor? Did you guys know that gravity is actually more potent than Pitocin? Let's talk about some powerful things that you can do to up your chances of a successful vaginal delivery. One, you wanna choose a provider 
wisely. I teach my girls to recognize a friendly provider, a VBAC friendly provider versus a tolerant. So I've got a little list here. A VBAC friendly provider sets no time limits. A VBAC tolerant doctor is going to say things like, well, you have to have the baby by 39 weeks or we're going to schedule your induction or we don't let VBACs go past their due date or we don't induce VBACs. They're going to set a time limit on you. They're going to set a time limit on your labor. VBAC labors are slow, so don't let them do that. A friendly provider is going to say, I'm going to induce you if we need to induce you, but we're going to go low and slow and very subtle. A tolerant provider is not going to induce. They won't do it. They won't even think about it. They're going to go to C-section first. A friendly provider treats you individually. Like I said, they don't use the calculator. They use you. What's going on with you? I feel like this should be across the board for all pregnant women, whether it's age or size or history. A tolerant doctor is going to use the VBAC calculator. They're going to use the VBAC calculator and they're going to talk about your chances. A VBAC friendly provider is going to know that your body made this baby and can birth it. The tolerant doctor is going to hint about sizes of the baby, of your pelvis, and make you feel like maybe your body can't do it. A VBAC friendly doctor is going to encourage you to explore pain management options, techniques, and movement. A tolerant doctor is going to want to get an epidural just in case. What if? We don't do anything as what ifs or out of fear. A friendly VBAC doctor is going to back you up and support you. They're going to support your choices. A tolerant, nope, they're not going to support your choices. A friendly VBAC provider is going to have a backup physician that also supports your choices. A tolerant doctor is going to be like, well, you better hope I'm there. You're not going to get your VBAC. Not good. Friendly provider is going to go over the benefits and risks of both a vaginal delivery and a repeat cesarean. A tolerant provider wants to scare you with the worst case scenario. Being educated and prepared is key. You need to take a birth class. This is why we have the VBAC lab. It's not just a module or a chapter slapped onto our birth course. It's an actual full birth course that is designed for VBAC mamas. So we have Calm Labor Confident Birth, which is for everyone else. And then the VBAC lab, which is specifically for my VBAC mamas. And the support in both of my birth classes is out of this world. I just got done doing our Calm Labor Happy Hour. We we hang out. We go over my girls' weeks. If they've had a bad week, if they've had a good week, we just support them and love on them. Same with our VBAC moms. Another thing that's really important, whether you're having a VBAC, vaginal delivery, whatever, is to have a birth plan. The power of the birth plan is not in the paper. The power of the birth plan is the knowledge and the preparation you take to create the birth plan. So I don't want you guys to feel like the birth plan has the power, you have the power. The power is knowing the what ifs, the whys. I call it a birth map because you're going on a journey to get to a destination. And if we go on any journey or any vacation, we allow for detours, but you have to understand them. My husband and I are going on a cruise for our anniversary. If our flight got delayed, 
or canceled, we would get there anyway. We would find another way because we plan the vacation. If your birth plan deviates, your birth map deviates, you're still gonna get there and you're not gonna just throw in the towel and say, I quit. So let's talk about the last really important thing I wanna talk about when it comes to vaginal birth or VBACs or cesarean, that is support. But specifically for a vaginal delivery, having a support person who is educated and prepared, knows your tools, knows your plan, and can speak for you is extremely powerful. You want to have a constant presence of an educated support person with you. And here's why. People who have a constant support person who's educated and empowered are more likely to deliver vaginally. They're less likely to have an assisted delivery. That means forceps and episiotomy and vacuums. They're less likely to need pain medications. Let that sink in. They're more likely to be happy with their experience and they're less likely to go back to the OR And their baby is more likely to have better APGAR scores. That means they tolerated labor better. They did better. They got more oxygen, less decelerations. So that is critical. This is why we hired a doula on our team. We have a team doula, Taylor. A skilled doula empowers you to be able to communicate your desires, your plan, your birth map. And a skilled doula will help you achieve your birth goals and leave your birth feeling satisfied and powerful. And I cannot speak enough about having a powerful birth team, including a partner, a support person who's educated, a doula, a good labor nurse. I teach my girls how to fire their labor nurse if they need to, and a supportive provider. Hop into the VBAC lab because then you have access to us and we'll help you walk through all those key points throughout your pregnancy that ensures your VBAC and helps you communicate. Because here's the thing, even if you don't have a VBAC friendly provider, you can still have a VBAC and there's ways to ensure that and ways to speak up for your rights. You have rights. You have the power. You hire us. You have a right to say no and you have a right to say yes to what you want. We don't go willy-nilly on that. We're not refusing just because we can. We're not saying yes just because we can. We're being educated so that we know when to use our power and how to wield it. I'm going to post a freebie download for my VBAC moms. It's an empowered VBAC ebook for you guys. Questions to ask your provider, facts and stats so you're armed when the random lady at the grocery store throws out some kind of dumb nonsense or your provider does. I'm also going to link to the VBAC lab and I'm going to give you guys $10 off today if you want to join the VBAC lab. My biggest tip for you guys is to be educated and supported. I hope you enjoyed this episode on the birth experience with Labor Nurse Mama. As always, hit subscribe, leave us a review. We love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for all the positive feedback. See you next Friday. Have a fantastic week.